0: this workplace fairness legislation.
1: You don't even fight for yourself, can it depend for you to fight for me?
0: Discrimination in regards to gender that's not covered.
1: Uh, how is it to avoid a situation like that? There's no shame in admitting that.
0: Why would a successful businessman want to become a civil servant? This is your daily catch up. I love grassroots! <laughs>
2: grassroot jelly (laughs) hey Denise hey Dan do you know that more than 50% of our viewers are not subscribed how you know I'm not subscribed it's shocking what can you and you please subscribe please Hi, please appreciate it millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
0: Everybody, which is about the time that you are watching this show. We have a special <laughs> man with us here. He's our Minister for Manpower and Second Minister for Trade and Industry. Welcome Minister Tan Si Leng. Let's go. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Do you Welcome, have sir. English name?
3: I'm sure you do, right? You just don't want to use it. My,
1: my ignorant name is uh, Tan Si Leng. Nice. Uh, you look
0: a bit like an Edmund William. Okay, so something that I noticed while kind of researching is that you've had quite an interesting path into politics mm. because within a year of getting elected as an MP, you were actually uh, promoted to a minister.
1: Yeah, why is that? Uh? <laughs> I think you've got to ask my boss. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: lah, you know la. But politics. when he offer you the position, you can say doan.
1: I cannot. Uh, uh. Uh, you know? <laughs> very diplomatic yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you just do it. What, nice. oh, what,
2: what's it like to, because, like, I mean, when we did the research or so, like, you were the CEO of, like, many private healthcare institutions, right? So, like, you were top dog for a while. What's it like to suddenly have a boss
1: again? Uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a fantastic boss. Nice! I have a fantastic boss. Uh, very, <laughs> <laughs> very visionary, uh, also strategic. And at the same time, uh, compassionate. So I enjoy working under him.
0: But growing up, right, did you ever imagine that you would be in the public sector someday? Uh, never.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even have to hesitate. Right? Yeah. So, it yeah. Just
0: yeah, so
3: how, how, did, how did that happen for
1: you? Well, I, I actually uh, volunteered many decades ago. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm old enough to be your daddy. Uh. Oh. Yeah, I'm 58. <laughs> oh, that's not that old. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so 30 years ago, when I uh, founded my first group, and I think uh, two years into the founding, um, one of the clinics was near um, the Meet the People session branch uh, at Kamangan. Mm. So I started serving as a as a grassroots uh, volunteer. This was in 1992, and um, I think that that gave me a, a lot of insights. The sacrifices made by many of these um, volunteers, the grassroots activity uh, mm. activists, and they are really our unsung heroes, you know, because they come in. Every week, day in, day out, come rain or shine, they're there supporting residents, mm. um, appeals, helping, helping them to write letters, organizing activities. So you also go and help them write letters? I mean, I try my best, you know, because...
3: Are
1: you, are you over-qualified, no man? Uh, why? There's no such thing as overqualified. I see, I see. Yeah, you must always understand, you know, uh, you must always remember where I came from, you know, where right. we all came from.
0: But the letter you write, they cannot read because you got doctor handwriting.
1: <laughs> so what <laughs> happened is that you type. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's There's I thought he was going to ignore that.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm beaten by technology. But growing up, right, you are actually more interested in the humanities and halfway through, you then switch to science, right?
1: My mom. Um, she all along she has had um, um, this. Uh, she's grappling with a very chronic and very severe debilitating illness. Right. It's an autoimmune illness. At that time, when she first had it, I remember I was in primary two, nineteen seventy two. She just had fever and joint swelling for no reason, and and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. She was like one of the first few cases to have this illness oh. in Singapore, mm-hmm. and so she was treated at C Payor C Paipo at the time. Singapore General Hospital is called C si Payor. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. my grandmother. Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so over years, they tried all kinds of different medication, and then she developed some complications. Mm. And uh, I remember when I was in uh, pre one, uh, that was in nineteen eighty one, um, because of a complication, she developed bleeding, and she started vomiting blood. So mm. she had actually an ulcer that ruptured, oh, and then she shit. bled. And they, they, the doctors stopped her uh, from certain treatment, and she went to a coma. So that oh. actually changed my, my my life's perspective. It's actually quite a life-changing event because um, earlier on, uh, I was actually on a humanities program in Huachong. And that would entail, of course, eventually, you know, at the, in those days, a dream, right? First time you thought, "Wow, well, you're going in, you can go to can go to uh, uh, England, you know? Uh, right. You go to UK to study. Because of the pivot, I decided that, um, you know, if I can work hard, do medicine because some days some someday in the future i may end up treating my own my own my own folks you see yeah. so right. that was one
3: so sorry so you were you you actually became a practicing doctor right of course then
1: yeah. how come you suddenly go doctor start is a company? not company you know it's a it's eh, a no, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's in <laughs> philosophy <laughs> uh, when you go into medicine because it's a it's a very practical oriented Course. You spend a lot of time travelling, different hospitals, different postings, you need your stethoscope, right? In those days you didn't have all the, you know, high. You buy yourself yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's
2: like how good you have to go and buy your own one and all this that. Uh, that. And yeah, this <laughs> one is,
1: uh, you appear wrongly, uh, yeah. you end up with a wrong diagnosis, you fail the exam, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you got to be better make sure you get good one. Then, Sorry, can I ask you yeah. a medical detour?
3: How much information are you deriving from that? Is it just not just strong heartbeat, weak heartbeat, fast heartbeat, slow heartbeat? Is it ladies?
1: No, it's uh, it's actually quite good. So the stethoscope actually picks up the lungs, how you breathe and all that. So you can hear... Whether the guy is asthmatic, whether he has very deep pneumonia, then the heartbeat. Uh, the heartbeat. First, you hear the rhythm, then you hear the murmurs. It's called a murmur, right? So there's a I. I you whisper you a
3: a it. A <laughs> exactly a yeah. whisper. It's it's
1: oh. labsh or it's. Uh, so it, then it tells you how bad the right. valves are whether it, it, <laughs> it closes properly and then there's also then you must hear the rhythm so you must sing you know? it's like a DJ no. you know yeah. <laughs> you, you, you okay. get a drift of it you know, uh, you know when you have a, a mid-diastolic murmur you know then you hear the rumbling sound like that uh, so it's like like a nice. DJ yeah. and of course you cannot uh, you cannot go to disco that's a trade-off because uh, when you have all those loud music then it your, your, your your, your, yeah, then you cannot hear properly uh, so you must <laughs> see. protect your ears is to ensure that at every step of the way our Singaporeans are given equal opportunity
0: but discrimination in regards to gender, sexual orientation and criminal history is there a reason why that's not covered?
2: like this video if you like fairness
0: means if you don't like you are racist, sexist, ageist what else? back Nash- to the
2: episode yep. Yep. Mm. what
1: was your specialty? I was a GP A general practitioner. Well, when I graduated, I actually wanted to be a surgeon. That was my dream. When I was a kid, I was actually very. I love stitching. You know. Okay. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Okay. You know. And they, they, they were saying, what, you know, why you should be, you know, going out there and then um, doing all the um, uh, woodwork, you know, metalwork and so on. But I prefer stitching. I found that I was very good Wait, at is tying... is it like
0: embroidery? That kind no, no, no. Of uh, no. Uh,
1: very good at tying knots. Oh. Yeah, I end up tying the knots. I can't, I can't entangle my... I disentangle oh, I myself. But, uh, <laughs> but, then, but then when I when I went on and uh, I assisted in, with some of the surgeries, then I realised that actually I have a neck at tying knots. You know, yeah. so I could. It's I could, such a big thing. In surgery, I could yeah, do like the. What? Of course, because you got a tie with one hand, you got a tie with two hands, you got right, tie with right, an right, instrument right, and right, all that. So, so you can do. You can do the scar, uh, depending on the type of sutures that you use. You could oppose it so so well, right? That you can minimize the scarring. So it's very important. Mm, right. Yeah. So then you got to stitch muscle and muscle. Then you got to stitch tendon, right? right. Yeah. So. Oh all, all this time came in very handy. So I realized <laughs> that uh, maybe, you know, at a time I, I had a talent for surgery, you see. So I, I actually wanted to be a surgeon. But again, uh, usually it's like that. Nah. Some some <laughs> some changes and so on, the opportunities got, got taken away. it do be like that. Uh, then I, I decided that uh pivoted to, to running a business. Uh. So the business of healthcare.
2: But what's that like though? Because like the skill set is so different from
1: being a GP, it's mostly
2: medical skills too. Like running a business, that's business acumen and, and things like that. What was that like?
1: I think it's, this, the, it's the life of hard knocks. Uh. Okay. You just keep trying, you know, uh, you, you, you get bokok here. Sometimes mm. you, you get bokok there. Um, it, it's hits and misses. Uh, on the average, um, perhaps uh, out of um, uh, 10 clinics you set up, maybe two or three of them will fail, right? And, but you just got to make sure that there's no shame in, in, in admitting that I made a mistake and then stop and make a U-turn.
0: Right. So when you went into politics, right, was there a very steep learning curve for you?
1: I'm still learning. Mm. I'm still learning. In private sector, the buck stops with me. I just execute and I move, and I get the results. The next quarter, you come back either my earnings drop or my earnings go up. Mm. Mm. In the public sector, I need to think of all the millions and millions of ramifications and the permutation before I make a decision. Uh, that is the difference. Right. So
2: to like actually dive deeper into that, right, given your experience as a business owner and as like mm. a Chief Executive Officer, how has that helped you in your capacity as like Minister of Manpower?
1: I guess uh, partly because I was on the other side. Uh, so in a way, uh, I know a little bit of insights as to what they are thinking. Mm. Their budget consideration when they plan Uh, What they think of when it comes to redundancies in terms of uh, work What do they think of in terms of incentives, rewards, promotion uh, uh, Accountability framework and so on and so forth
3: How's your your family thing? You've done this for a while now Well, they're very supportive Uh,
1: Increasingly, Mm -hmm. they're wondering uh, whether they've lost me Right So, there are times when uh, I haven't seen, seen my kids for weeks. Right. Weeks? Yeah. Your kids yeah. are
3: presumably quite grown up. La, no? they, are, they are, they are. Well,
1: you know, to, to daddy and mummy, they're always kids. Right, right, yeah. right. So, they may not have seen me for quite some time. But then, uh, on and off, they either catch uh, a snippet of me on TV or newspapers. Or <laughs> the so. Right. Yeah. Then they just hug the newspapers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
0: What do you think has been like the most challenging thing you've had to navigate so far?
1: Uh, one very big uh, fulfilling thing was was how um, the the vast majority of the migrant workers um, were able to sort of uh, get out of um, this this COVID crisis. Mm. You
3: you started your term right smack COVID right because that, yeah. that's where the cabinet wanted to get mandate from the people and to make the yeah. tough choices for COVID. Yeah. And straight became MOM.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what was that, like that like was for you, as th- someone as a doctor? I. It's a lot of it is public health. Prior to that, I was, uh, I, I was actually volunteering in terms of the outreach to the dorms. So I, I've actually been oh. uh, you right. know, sort of uh, mobilizing my, my past colleagues to help out in terms of the swabbing. Um, education, uh, you know, in the dorms itself. So in, you, you couldn't say that I was jumping in fresh. The key thing is that the series of handoffs, right, it's how you smoothen and integrate that handoffs um, that resulted in a, in a more efficient sort of turnaround in terms of, of testing, isolation and so on. So that actually helped quite a fair bit because of, of uh, the networks I, I was able to bring to the table. So I think that's that's one uh, very, very uh, comforting Um, you know, sort of uh, um, thought that that I had, right? Uh, Returning uh, them back to their, their, you know, safely uh, uh, and well, back to their family members back home. In fact, many of them felt safe here in our country working and and many of them actually come back Mm. to work after that.
0: And then how about on like the brighter note, what's something that you've been like proud of like working on Mm. or getting to work on?
1: Um, the fact that um, we need to continue to grow our economy. And because of the pace of disruptions and also the change that is accelerating so rapidly, we've had to also ensure that whatever new businesses that we bring here and anchor here, they are staffed with the appropriate talent. It's an ABC how do we anchor the apex, the mm. top talent here, the top enterprises here? Then the B, how do we then build our local enterprises into the broad middle segment and, and the, the, the eco- economic spill over to carry the bottom group of people, the vulnerable right. with us. Oh, so literally ABC. Yeah, literally ABC. And and <laughs> of course... When you become a <coughs> minister, you got to start coming up with abbreviations. Uh, 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 okay. So then then now at this particular network, because we are looking at uh, to see how to up the ante in terms of our competitive advantage, we also going to protect our people to make sure that they're not discriminated against. Yeah. Hence, the two years... We went all hands on deck, working very hard, you know, extensive dialogues, discussion with uh, stakeholders and so on to, to finally come up with this workplace fairness legislation.
0: Yeah, so speaking of there's been a framework that was proposed this workplace fairness legislation about two to three days ago it just came out mm, at the
2: time of filming and I think like given the recent political like negative press I think yeah. this is uh, one positive uh, news that I think is really good
0: Yeah, so if I can briefly summarise right, it essentially prohibits workplace discrimination based on five characteristics nationality, age, sex race and religion and disability mm, and disability mental and health. health conditions mm, mm. So essentially what happens is that now you can pretty much Make a formal complaint, and then your employer will have a system that uh, will help them look into it and properly address. Past, yep. Yeah, whether there is discrimination that has happened, and then to help to mediate an outcome.
3: Wasn't this always available in Singapore? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: It was in the it was in the form of uh, TAFEP. Mm. We've had experience in managing workplace fairness for over a decade under the Tripartite Alliance for Fair Employment Practices, or TAFEP, Mm. for short. The commonest complaints Mm. centers around nationality, right, race, language, religion. Centers on age right? And the last thing is on sex. And sex, mainly marital status, those with caregiving mm, responsibilities, right. pregnancy status, and so on. Mm. So, if you look at the the entire sort of uh, um, uh, type of complaints that we receive, 95% of our complaints just borders on these five characteristics, you know? Today, uh, this is before the law comes into place, right? The tool is actually quite blunt. We can require them we can suspend uh, the work pass privileges and so on, but not all the companies uh, may end up having foreign work pass. So how do we get right. after them? So the whole idea of enshrining that five protective characteristics into law is that now we can actually meet out specific measures. We can say that you, you have to do corrective order or you have to pay a fine the to the to uh, uh make some compensation we can even have the, the amounts in in place right. but okay. we Which wanted to be
3: done before this yeah
1: I so see. B- and we wanted to be very sure-footed. we also don't want this thing to 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 have a, a runaway kind of thing and then no nobody would dare to be a boss because you know you end up everybody just you know going to a very litigious yeah. and acrimonious type of work mm. culture that then it will set us back so we yeah. thought that we scripted very carefully to to these five protected characteristics which we have the most experience in dealing with.
0: But discrimination in regards to gender, sexual orientation and criminal history, is there a reason why that's not covered?
1: So today, all forms of discrimination will not be tolerated. Now, in terms of moving up to law, where you have a lot more prescriptive type of uh, standards itself, we want to be sure-footed. Right? So it doesn't mean that they are not covered. They are covered under TAFEP, as it is as we speak today. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you can do something. When you got there, you do it well. Rather than at, in one fell soup, you try and take a lot of things, but then you cannot right. handle it uh, uh, appropriately. So it's not that as if we're not, we're not going to cover that. We are, but it's not like one fell soup we can cover 100%. You also need to, to understand uh, the complexities of the framework, the context, right. okay, and also what are the thought processes and so on. What was the agreement they have gone into before? Before that, so because of that, it takes a different level of sensitivity. It also takes a different level of understanding. So right. that scaling is actually more difficult. Right. So while people may say that hey, you know, why ninety five percent? But the fact of the matter is that you cover ninety five percent of the glass. You know, you only five percent mm. of of water left to fill. So let's focus on making sure that. We move this thing forward, yeah. mm. right, and not falter, right, and then you 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 bring the rest. It's yeah. in tandem with what we've always been doing, right. This is the first step. Right. Five protected crises meeting is just five steps, but this is significant. Right, it's landmark and it's historic for us. And like I said. In five years, we will review.
2: You mentioned about like this legislation having like a very clear like pen, like having very clear penalties, and to like avoid litigious like situation. Is that in particular like we see in countries like US, where like almost every day there's always lawsuits and lawsuits around like discrimination. Is it to avoid a situation like
1: that? It's not just the US alone. Um, We've also okay. seen other jurisdictions and so on. Even today, in the UK, the Equality Act it is still being revised. Right. Right. So suffice to say today, this is not the, 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 the be all and end all. It's mm. also a live document. And it's always like that. Some will say you want I want you to move faster. <laughs> Some will say, Hey, I think you're moving too fast, you know. Mm. Right. Mm. So important for us to do is to find that that middle path, you know, that balance mm. that can bring the vast majority, the broad strength of of the working population alongside with us without necessarily Making it so prohibitive mm. so as to turn away foreign investors. Right. Also to not waste too much of time, you know, on just hours and hours and hours, days and you know, and weeks and months of litigation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that doesn't benefit anyone. Now, um in a workplace fairness legislation, anyone that has a, a complaint, the company must have a grievance handling framework. They can also go to the union and then only if it fails they come to us Tafep for the mediation part right? and in the, as a last resort you can go to the ECT which is a tribunal which will then determine what is the the, 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 the penalty. Okay. Yeah. Right. But we are also cognizant of the fact that look there are many small medium enterprises correct? I mean those that um, have l- less than 25 employees, they may not have uh, HR departments, yeah. they may not have, you know, so, so we give them a five-year period for them to move up. But in that period, what we will do is that we will push uh, clinics out to them, we will work with them, right. we will give them the advice. We'll, we'll, from like now-ish uh, no, from the time the law is in, in place. Right. Yeah. But of course, we hope that it can start as early as possible. Mm. So there will be all this help and all that kind of things to help them.
0: There was actually quite an uh, interesting comment that I saw. That uh, this person was asking, "Why not we just mandate that companies cannot ask for nationality, sex, age, and all these during job applications?"
1: There's no one size fits all because it does depend on on uh, on the type of work, right? For instance, if um, uh, I, I'm running a spa, for instance, right, and my clients are primarily women, therefore, is it? Uh, discriminatory if I say that because I'm running a spa for women and that uh, I would prefer uh, um, uh, 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 m- masseuse who are, who are ladies because mm. Mm. The, the client itself is is, is, is different in a sense. So to sort of have a, a blank kind of uh, um, uh, or a blanket type of, of um, application form or whatever it is for everyone and, and to, to sort of assume that you can have a one-size-fits-all, I think the, the jury is still out.
0: With regards to where a worker can turn to, right? Some of the uh, I've seen a few comments that are mentioning that it seems like the process can be quite drawn out. Like I complain after it go to settlement, then settlement, then blah blah blah. So a lot of people might feel like I just don't want to go through this trouble, so I just leave it and move on. Lor.
1: The whole idea of of putting it into law is to ensure that at every step of the way, our Singaporeans are given equal opportunity. But it is also important for the employee or the person to be employed to take that ownership, that, that step first of making sure that he is fighting for his own right. If he doesn't even want to take the step mm. right, of fighting for his own right, then how do we even know in the first place to help them? Right. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think when we talk about burden of proof, right, we are asking the person to be able to tell us when did it happen, mm. what was the 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 nature of the of the interview, what was the nature. If the as of the outset, the person said, "I cannot remember the day. I cannot remember them." Then where do we start? Right now, the only one thing that I must add is that I cannot guarantee outcome that is the same for everyone. Mm. I don't think anyone in this world can guarantee equal outcome. Mm. But at every step of the way. There will be equal opportunity, right? I mean, in this day and age, you all of you, you are our future, you know. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> of you are. Mm. At some stage I will hand over the baton to you all, you know. I you mean know. your generation yeah. and all that. Yeah. My tulai kula, you know. You know, hand it over to you all, you know, right? If you don't fight for yourself, then when I reach the the point in time where I need I need care, you know, can I depend on you don't even fight for yourself, can I depend for you to fight on me, fight for me? Right. Right, this is, a, this is who we are As a people Well put This is a stage of life you get When you're like somebody <laughs> like, you know, All the
3: somebody's we've had on this show uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They start thinking in generations <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh right? true The hierarchy of needs Once you get to yeah, there's, there's, Self-actualization was too all-encompassing
1: all- <laughs> there, There's another one yeah, It's self-perpetualization I oh, see, yeah, I see. <laughs> That's
3: why they go like get
1: Creole freezing and shit <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you very thank you. much Minister for thank joining you. us And thank, thank you for you. watching See you in the next episode thank Bye you. bye thank you.
1: thank you Like and subscribe
0: Something else that I uh, Found out through the interwebs Actually through your lunch With Sumiko I read that Up until about like 10 years ago You actually Like Were more than 100kg Oh So shit. Give me some Weight loss tips
1: You walk I walk everyday
0: That's it For how long Uh,
1: For the weight loss To sustain it So you need to do about uh, at least seven, eight thousand steps a day. Probably about five, uh, click. five click. Yeah, four, oh four point, four point. Oh, that's eight. wild. Yeah. I yeah. struggle to do two k. Yeah. But for people like yourself, because you are so slim to begin with, you probably need <laughs> longer. <laughs> 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 eh, very really good, very <really> good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>